it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I'd pay for vacations with whatever was in my wallet, but I was missing out on miles I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. You're tuned in to the Investing for Beginners podcast. Finally, step-by-step premium investment guidance for beginners. Led by... Andrew Sather, and Dave Ahern to decode industry jargon, silence crippling confusion, and help you overcome emotions by looking at the numbers. Your path to financial freedom starts now. All right, folks, well, welcome to Investing for Beginners podcast. This is episode 120. Tonight, Andrew and I are going to talk about the dividend aristocrat list, and there were four new companies added in 2019, and we wanted to take a little brief overview of those four companies to kind of fill you in on some new companies that were added to that list. So for those of you who are not familiar with what a dividend aristocrat is, a dividend aristocrat is a company that has been paying a growing, i.e. growing, very key, growing dividend for 25 years, is listed in the S&P 500 and has met certain liquidity and market cap restrictions. And there are 57 companies, I believe, that are considered dividend aristocrats right now. And there are also dividend kings, but those are 50 years or more. But tonight we're going to talk about dividend aristocrats. These are the more popular ones, and these include companies like Disney, Hormel, things of that nature. So these are great companies that have been paying a dividend, growing dividend for 25 years. And these are some companies that could be fantastic investments for you if you know when to get into them and what to look for in the companies. Now, keep in mind, these some of these companies are not always going to be great investments. They could be overvalued at a particular time, so they may not be the right thing for you to invest in, but they certainly would be worthy of putting on a wait list or a watch list to kind of keep your eye on in case the market takes a downturn and you would have an opportunity to buy into some of these when they would be cheaper for you. So without any further ado, why don't we go ahead and chat. Uh, Andrew, why don't you talk about one of the first companies? Yeah. So what, so first off, what I found interesting about like the dividend aristocrats list in general, you mentioned there's 57 of them. So if we do some quick back of the napkin math on that, there's what, 500 companies in the S&P 500? Now, I don't know if all of the dividend aristocrats... Oh, they are. Okay. Uh, so f- first off, dividend aristocrat, like that term itself is kind of... There's no like official thing behind it. It's just something that kind of got popular. Secondly, I believe that the definition based on what my sources here says they are S&P 500 companies. So if you kind of think about that that math, 50 out of 500, we're talking about 10% of 
the S&P 500, give or take, is a dividend aristocrat. So I find that to be very inspiring because it kind of shows that it's not this myth, mythical creature. It's not like a unicorn. The these are though it's not every company like Dave said, and and though you know some of this, yeah, uh, we're looking at it with hindsight, and so it might have been better to buy these earlier than later. Um, the fact that such a large portion of it, relatively, of stocks were able to do this. I think it's very, very encouraging. I don't. I think it's very reasonable to think that as an investor, an average investor who who's looking at stocks, that you could have a couple of these in your portfolio. You could maybe pick one that continues to be on that list 10, 20, 30 years from now uh, and pick stocks that haven't made it yet, um, but will make it. Disney um, being one of those where actually they, they're, they're not on the list, just, just so we're clear, but uh, Hormel, Coca-Cola, Procter & Gamble, the kind of stocks we do talk about all the time, those are on the list and have created fantastic rewards for shareholders. And I kind of wanted to highlight that, like just how fantastic some of these rewards have been. Um, kind of understanding that, yeah, uh, we're listening to a podcast now. Uh, and so, you know, I don't want to spit out too many numbers at you, but uh, I've mentioned in the past how there's that great dividend reinvestment calculator so you can kind of see if we were to put in some money in the stock how good did it do so if we look at these four companies again there's caterpillar um, one called ao smith ticker aos and chubb ticker cb which dave i'd love to hear your thoughts on that one since it's insurance Um, but but taking a couple of these tickers so lynn was the last one Um, i'm gonna skip that one because that one didn't show up on the calculator or something with their data. But uh, you take Caterpillar, if you would have invested 25 years ago, which was you know, before they became a dividend aristocrat to today, through that time period, just $10,000 back then would be $232,000 now. So that's on 13% returns a year. Uh, that's a little bit of money into a lot of money. Uh, if you look at Chubb, which is... um with the same time period, we're looking at 10,000 into 642,000. Again, that's even better. And then AOS really blew me away. That one, you take 10,000 and it would have turned into $2 million. So you could, you know, realistically have one stock fund your whole retirement if you're investing a decent amount and being patient enough. And then this is just over a 25 year time period. If some investors who are listening who are younger have even longer time periods, then they could really even see returns greater than that. But what I liked about the track records and kind of going back and, and looking at some of these, and you know, you can make, I think we have a lot of episodes talking about evaluating some of these stocks and you can definitely make judgment calls on them. What I find very, very inspiring in addition to just just how how much they've gained over these last couple decades is this idea that you don't have to pick them from the very onset. So, you, you know, you, you talk about survivorship bias, one of those behavioral finance terms, and you talk about, well, it's really easy to look back and, you know, you're, you're picking the winners after they've already won. But one of the things I like to argue, and I've written a blog post about. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to Nerd Wallet. 
their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I'd pay for vacations with whatever was in my wallet, but I was missing out on miles I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Budgeting was always a challenge for me. I struggled to find the best way to keep track of all of my money, not to mention all the time tracking down receipts, cataloging expenses, and trying to figure out what went wrong with my air quote system until Monarch Money. Monarch Money allowed me to easily see what is going on with my finances, helping me get a better handle on my spending, budgets, and more. It's my go-to app every day, more so than my bank, because I can quickly see where I am with my budgets and spending, allowing me to invest more and spend time on the things that I want to do. It's my GPS for money. Monarch is a top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com beginners. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up, customize, and use. Monarch has built-in features to collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor. Invite them to your account at no extra cost, and they'll get their own login info and a joint view of all of your finances. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. Change the layout of your dashboard, toggle between light and dark mode, create custom budgets and notifications, set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications, and more. In fact, Monarch Money is one of the first to bring you direct Apple Card, Apple Cash, and savings syncing with the latest iOS 17.4 update. Now you can sync your wallet directly for seamless budgeting. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com beginners. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash beginners for your extended 30-day free trial long, long time ago is this idea that you don't need to be a savant, somebody who's like looking into the future and finding these companies. You can take them like somewhere in the middle. So maybe you're not picking them at day one when they first started to increase the dividend and and paid it out for, for 25 years. Maybe you wait until they've increased the dividend for 10 years and then the next 15 years, you can still see fantastic returns. And so I wanted to highlight that for these stocks too, because it's it's really eye-opening in my mind. So if we take the same numbers that we did, and instead of looking at the 25-year time period, let's take a 15-year time period. So we waited 10 years to see like if these stocks had great track records as far as earnings, growing the dividends, and all those sorts of things. And then we held it for 15 years which would be to today. Now they're dividend aristocrats. They've, they've been promoted to that status. And what kind of returns would we have seen there? Well, for a stock like Chubb, again, ticker CB, um, 10,000 would turn into 72,000. So uh, a 7X on your money in 15 years, I would argue that's very, very good. Uh, you take a, a, a stock like AOS, which was the best performing out of the group, and 10,000 turned into 
three under two thousand. So <laughs> boohoo, we didn't make two million. We still made several hundreds of thousands of dollars from a very small investment in 15 years. So the point being, you don't have to really pick them from the start. Sometimes you can pick them and just enjoy the ride. And you can use a dividend. If you don't believe me, use a, use a dividend reinvestment calculator. Take some of these stocks that are on this list. Procter & Gamble, Coca-Cola, Johnson & Johnson, Hormel, Target. Big companies with, with well-known names. And just look at, you know, you pick some sort of time during their journey and you stay along for the ride and you can still get such big gains uh, being quote unquote late to the game. And, and, you know, I love to see how much longer a lot of these businesses will ride. And I think, you know, I have a few dividend aristocrats in my portfolio. I have a lot of them that are on my radar. I'm waiting for that lower price. And I think a lot of investors can reach their goals through buying a few of these and really seeing the power of drip from them. Hey, you. What's the best way to get started in the market? Download Andrew's free ebook at stockmarketpdf.com. You won't regret it. Yeah, it's 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 a it's kind of staggering when you when you run those numbers. We were talking a little bit off air before we came on and when Andrew was throwing that stuff out at me, I was like, "Oh my god, that's <laughs> that's awesome." <laughs> you know, just to to see the power of the compounding and how much that could affect what what it is that we're we're trying to do and uh, you know I, I think those are the kinds of things that people need to hear and i think this also illustrates when you're struggling to try to find companies to invest in or where do i look uh, this kind of list is a great place to start because as we talked about before these can be fantastic companies that are stable, that are secure, that have been around for a long time and likely will continue far into the future and will have great opportunities for you to grow your wealth. And, you know, I could hear the excitement in Andrew's voice when he was talking about uh, A.O. Smith and how excited he was about that. Uh, I guarantee you he's probably going to be investigating that company after our discussion. Uh, I know that I'm certainly going to be looking at, at Chubb uh, this is an insurance company that I was not familiar with, but I noticed when we were talking about this that they had just been added to the dividend aristocrats, and they do play overseas. So that's something that's maybe a little bit of a concern for me just because I'm not familiar with that part of the world in that aspect. But uh, they work with insurance and reinsurance, and that's something that you know I'm familiar with and feel comfortable investigating. So you can bet your bottom dollar that after we're off the air today that I will be doing some initial research into the company and try to determine whether at this time it would be a possible good investment or not. And that's what the so cool about doing these kinds of things is just kind of keeping your eyes open and having an idea and a plan of where you can try to look for ideas that could spark a great investment. You know, there's always the stock screeners that Andrew and I talk about and what I try to do every week with the, uh, the book that I got from Andrew, uh, years ago. And that's, you know, still a great resource for me, but things like this are also fantastic resources as well. And 
you know, I can't stress enough how the dividend aristocrats are, you know, can be a fantastic investment if you can find them at the right price. And that's, that's kind of the big, the big issue. You know, when you're looking at somebody like 3M, which is a fantastic company that's been around for a long, long time and has been doing a great job for a long, long time, but it's overpriced right now. So it's not really an option to buy something like that. So when you're looking at dividend aristocrats, there are fantastic opportunities there. You just have to know which ones to choose and when. And like I was saying in the intro, having a watch list and having some of these companies on that watch list and you know, keeping track of, of who's on there and who's not and when things maybe start to take a turn in the market, then that could be the first thing you'd want to investigate. Hey, is this company fallen to a point where I think it's going to be a valuable investment. Is there a margin of safety built in there with what I'm trying to do? And if there is, then, hey, boom, you got a great company at a a discount, just like buying jeans at the store. They're on sale. Now you can make a whole lot of money. You know, if you throw $10,000 into a company and 15 years later, it's going to turn into 300,000. That's, that's, that's nothing to sneeze at, you know, 30 times turning your money 30 times in 15 years. God, who wouldn't want that? Um, I, it's just, you know, there are so many opportunities out there and I think that's why we wanted to kind of illustrate a little bit about some dividend aristocrats and kind of revisit that a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, talking about a couple of those again, that you mentioned that are now on the list, um, going back to AOS, which like you said, I will be checking out. Um, you would think that, with a stock that's that's risen so high over the years um with such a long track record you would think it, it would be like valued like an amazon or valued like a, a netflix or or one of those businesses but really it's 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 at those ranges where you you start to think about maybe i want to take a second look at this uh price to earnings of 19 this is all according to finviz uh, price to sales of of two and a half. So compared to the market, it's it's very close to buying at the market or maybe even a little bit below it. Uh, low debt to equity com- uh, as they calculate with long term debt to equity uh, at point two. So you know it, it's it's amazing how to your point um, these are things that the average investor can pick for themselves and try to get a stock like this. And try to get returns that you know you won't necessarily get from an index. Uh, and the way I see it is, yeah, you're, not every stock you're going to pick it will probably be a, a dividend aristocrat. But you know, what if ten percent of your stocks were? What if five percent of your stocks were? And you have a thirty bagger, a ten bagger. Uh, what was the two million? I think that's like a two hundred bagger. So you know, it could be one of those. And having that in your portfolio can can really give you the type of income that that you know people would only dream of um, today, and, and and seeing how that can play out fifteen years, twenty five years from now. The last thing I want to piggyback on is the fact that you know Dave mentioned how you can look at the dividend aristocrats list to source ideas, and you know realize that there's other lists out there too. I know. As more and more people are getting into like this DIY investing, the the individual stock picking and looking at dividend stocks, it's it's really a movement that's been growing, especially 
among what's called DG, DGI, Dividend Growth Investors. There's now a lot of websites that are focused on dividends and a lot of them are reporting on on these and making these different lists. And another one that I've seen a lot is um, the 10-year mark. Uh, there seems to be a lot of lists out there that track these stocks when they reach 10 years of consecutive growth. So that can be another great place for ideas as well to maybe find a stock that has a good chance of becoming a div- dividend aristocrat along the way. And you know, the counter argument to this always is, well, you know, past performance doesn't guarantee future results, right? That's true, but a lot of businesses who are able to have great track records are able to do it for a reason. Tom Brady is able to win five Super Bowls because he's really, really good. And so, yeah, there's no guarantees he'll win the Super Bowl next year, but I like my chances with a guy like that. Um, I'm not a fan of him, by the way, but just to use him as an example. So with businesses too, yeah, not every business is going to do, is not going to continue their their win streak, but I like to see good businesses in my portfolio because if they've done good in the past, they probably have good business models. All right, folks. Well, that is going to wrap up our discussion for this evening. I hope you enjoyed our conversation about dividend aristocrats and the new companies that were added. I thought Andrew had some fantastic points. And looking at that calculator that he mentioned would be a great way to give you an idea of how these could definitely help you with your portfolio. So without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and sign us off. You guys go out there and invest with a margin of safety, emphasis on the safety. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you all next week. We hope you enjoyed this content. Seven Steps to Understanding the Stock Market shows you precisely how to break down the numbers in an engaging and readable way with real-life examples. Get access today at stockmarketpdf.com. Until next time, have a prosperous day. The information contained is for general information and educational purposes only. It is not intended for a substitute for legal, commercial, and or financial advice from a licensed professional. Review our full disclaimer at einvestingforbeginners.com.